Welcome, Enrico. We're so excited to have you here on Beauty is Your Business. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. You're so welcome. So you have such an interesting brand in the acne space, and your approach is totally different from other brands that have existed before you. Tell us a little bit about how it came to be and how you started in the beauty industry. Yeah, so I, I struggled with acne really bad when I was it started when I was 13 and it became really intense and it made me feel really insecure. So I was really trying to find anything to get rid of the acne. So everything over the counter for acne treatments, that didn't work. So eventually I started taking antibiotics for a long time and that didn't work. So the last resort was really Accutane which cleared out my major acne. But after I started the Accutane, after a couple of years, I started getting breakouts again. Not to the same intensity level that was when I was a teenager, but even if I had three or four pimples, it made me feel insecure, just like when I was a teenager, when I didn't want anybody to see me. I didn't want to... I didn't really have anybody to talk about it, about my struggle with acne, because nobody in my group of friends or my family had the type of acne that I had. So that's where I was determined to find a solution for these breakouts that would get rid of them overnight because there was nothing in the market that would do that. And I tried everything on the acne section. So one day I went to a drugstore and I ended up on the wound care section and I stumbled upon hydrocolor dressing, which has been used for three years in the medical industry for wound care. And he said, absorbs fluids and protects against external bacteria. So I was like, I tried everything from egg whites to antiperspirant deodorant on my face to try to get rid of my pimples. So why not try nitrocolloid? And I did a 20% salicylic acid peel and then I put the patch and I went to sleep and I woke up and the pimples were flat. A layer on my skin was gone because of the salicylic acid percentage that wasn't smart. And, you know, there was still redness and they were inflamed, but I was like, okay, so these materials are able to absorb the pimples overnight. So that's the biggest challenge when treating a breakout. So I say, how can we make this into an acne treatment? That's what I thought about infusing it with salicylic acid, aloe vera, and vitamin A, retinol to address both the acne-causing bacteria, the redness, and the inflammation of the pimple. And we're the first to ever infuse any active ingredients with the hydrocolloid. So that's where we patent on the, uh, the mix. So that, that's how the idea came about in a summarized version. Wow, that is quite a story. I mean, of your own personal struggle with acne and then trying, you know, so much trial and error with different solutions. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing in your career. How did you get into the beauty industry and start the brand once you kind of had this aha moment? Yeah, so I I come from cybersecurity, so it's totally unrelated to beauty. I had not beauty experience. When we finally had the product, like, you know, into the development, it took a long time to find the lab and to be able to, since nobody has ever done it before, and get to the final product. But once I was in the good stages where I was happy with the results of the product and testing it in the kitchen and stuff, this was like, this is the best acne treatment that I've ever tried. So we need to get this out to help other people like me that struggle with acne, struggle with breakouts. And that's where I started working on the brand. And I... Looking at the other acne brands, especially when we launched in 17, they were all extremely clinical and doctor-driven and kind of that scary marketing tactics. And there really wasn't any innovation since the 1980s. So I really wanted to bring up a brand that was fun, non-scary, non-clinical, but at the same time really delivering products that delivered on the promises. And they were first to market and really revolutionary in the acne category. 
That is so interesting. And so you came up with the idea and you actually needed to produce the product. How did you go about doing that? And then building the company and getting it out there on the market. Talk us through that process a little bit. Yeah. So once I had the product and we started working on the branding and we all started, you know, coming together on both the product perspective and the branding perspective, that's what we also started working on the community perspective because I wanted to launch with an acting positive brand, which those were the first, there was nothing like it back then. People, you know, were not talking about hacking and they were really, and I, since I didn't have a community to talk about my mental struggle with having acne when I was a teenager, I really wanted to make sure that if we launched the brand, we were also creating a community of acne positivity where people could talk about the acne struggles and they could, we could educate them about acne and work with them throughout the journey and try to provide them products that are effective in treating their acne. So once we had that, we started reaching out to Sephora. And after a while, we were able to secure, you know, an exclusive launch with Sephora US, both in stores and on, online. And we launched in on July 4, 2017. And since then, you know, it's been an amazing journey. We are now the number one acne brand of Sephora. We started with really patches focused products, and then we have now been expanding into more topical products. That's amazing. That's a really huge win to be launching in such a, you know, major retailer. It takes a lot of brands a long time if they ever get to that point. So what was your strategy there as opposed to launching like directly D to C? And then I want to hear a little bit more about the branding because it's so unique and such a different message than what's on the market. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think not having any beauty experience Sephora and as a, you know, Sephora being the number one prestige beauty retailer, it made sense, the partnership to really grow the brand with them. We had a website that was really for giving education to the consumer and more and more to build the community. We were not really focused on selling our, our website. We really wanted to make sure that our partnership with Sephora was successful. And they've been an amazing partner with us. They're really like working in the kitchen with us and getting through you know, the product development and, and working together on the brand evolution and us, you know, moving also away on from patches into topical products. I think it would have been a lot different if we, if we had done it without them. Um, and at the same time, they never really changed our vision or went against them, like, be like, no, you should be doing this or should be doing that. It was very just a collaborative partnership. It still is. Amazing. Explain a little bit about the brand's the marketing and the positioning and even the brand's name. I'm so curious about that and the visuals and how that really stands out on the market and why you chose to go that direction. Yeah. So the name Peace Out, like I was mentioning before, I wanted to bring something fun and, you know, we started like with the name Chow and then Bye and we're like, like it just Peace Out. And it was like the logo. It's so in, like internationally recognized and the name, it just makes sense. Peace Out to your imperfections. So that's how the name and the logo came about. And the the branding, we wanted to, you know, make it fun, but at the same time, really like explain the differentiation of our products and being first to market. And in our marketing, we always have been showing real skin and real texture and showing imperfections, not photoshopping the hell out of people, which is not what we stand for as a brand. I love that. I feel like that is so unique and it's kind of part of this little like revolution sort of happening now in skincare 
marketing for sure. It was definitely not the case in the history of acne treatments and skincare in general. You'd always see like the perfect smooth face and, you know, you'd never see the faces of the people that actually were looking to buy the products. So, so that's really amazing. And what has the response been from your consumers and your customers about that approach? Well, I think we really resonated and especially I think we had such a growing year last year, especially with Gen Z. And one of the main focus for Gen Z is also that is your brand transparency, like really showing real skin and real people and not photoshopped perfect models with unrealistic skin expectations. Being very transparent about your formulations and what you formulate with and without. Being very transparent about your vision and your ethos and your brand evolution. I think that really helped us dominating the acne category as before with both Gen Z and millennials and above with, you know, anti-aging category as well. That's amazing. And I'm curious also, as you started to develop the line beyond the original patches, what were some challenges in terms of that and how did you approach it? Because obviously there's a lot of topical you know, in skincare treatment products for acne on the market. So how did you sort of enter that arena? Yeah, so we, with acne dots, of course, you know, it treats your, it's a spot treatment. So it, it treats your individual breakouts. But I wanted to really develop a topical product that worked with the acne dots that treats all over acne. So you can use the acne serum and then use the acne dots as, a, as your spot treatment. And when I was looking at it, for, as an example, the acne serum, which was the first topical product, all the acne treatments out there, they tend to be over drying, irritating, and really just focus on drying out the skin and the pimples and damages your skin barrier, which tends to allow more pollutants and more irritation to your skin, which causes more oil, which causes more breakouts. So it's kind of like a dog chasing a tail on, on trying to get rid of your acne. So with the acne serum, I kind of was using so many different serums from different brands. And I was like, can I just combine all of them into one product? And that's what we did. So we, you know, there is salicylic acid, asanimides, and telaziarica, zinc PCA, vitamin C. And they all work together with providing both, you know, treating your acne, your breakouts, your oil production. But at the same time, we have like triple hyaluronic acid, with, which helps with fighting the dryness that could come with the salicylic acid. So it's, it's a synergy of great products that work well in both treating current acne, preventing new breakouts, and at the same time, treating any dryness or irritation you could get from this acid casting on its own. Amazing. And as you look forward to the future of the brand, what do you see as the next chapter? Would you ever expand into other areas of skincare? Yeah, so we, we've been already expanding into you know, to other categories, we have like our dark spots patches, which are a bridge between acne and anti-aging. We have the wrinkles patches, which are anti-aging. We have puffy eyes. This year was really focused on building the acne routine, which we did. We launched the acne serum, the blemish balm, the repairing moisturizer, which build a full acne routine, which we really wanted to do that. Next year, I feel we're going to be f- focusing a little bit more on anti-aging and growing that category out because of the launch of Retinoistic was our biggest launch ever. It's now becoming a significant amount of our business, the anti-aging category. So we definitely want to expand a little bit into that next year and also launching products that work both for an acne consumer and anti-aging. So color like skin alleys, so it stays in between the two categories. I think that's 
such a great idea because there is there's not a lot out there for that. And there's so many women and probably men that fall into that, you know, when you get in your 30s, you still have acne and then you and even your 40s and then you start to see wrinkles and you're like, how do I do this all at once? So, and there's so, like you said, there's so many ingredients that can work kind of for both. So that's a great idea. And I'm just curious, as you've been building this business, what have been some of your greatest challenges along the way that you didn't expect or that were big learning experiences for you? Yeah, I mean, I think not being from the beauty industry and definitely jumping right in it. And we didn't raise money to launch, so we were kind of a very mighty team. Uh, it was just me when we launched in July 17, and my husband was open when he could, but he had a full-time job in marketing. So it was challenging to learn everything on the go while you're while there's not a lot of room for mistakes. And then once we launched, I think one of the biggest challenges it was growing the team with the right talent and managing the growth level with at the same time the operations and the company culture and everything else. It just grew so fast that it was hard to manage all of it at this at the same time. It's like the day-to-day task and plus managing the team growth and not having raised money. There were, you know, at the beginning, there was many times we're like, oh, we're really tight right now. <laughs> I mean, we worked it out. So that's that's great. I think being fully involved in every set of the business really helped me to navigate through the growth and different learning and being able to face challenges and problems in a effective, quick way. And if you had to give advice to entrepreneurs who are starting their own businesses, especially obviously in the beauty and the skincare space, what would your advice be if they start to get discouraged or they're like, this is too much? What would you tell them? Well, I think at many of those moments, I think if you're passionate and there is a purpose on what you're doing, it will drive you to keep going. I wanted to help other people like I struggle with acne to, you know, to help them feeling more secure with themselves and empowered. And to me, a big part of the really hard moments and when I almost wanted to give up, I, it was pushing for that reason. It was pushing to make sure that we could help other people. So whatever the purpose is, just make sure you're passionate about what you're doing and it will get better. It will get easier. Not easier, maybe, but it will get better. <laughs> and you, you're going to be able to get more help as you grow and start to focus in on the more high-level stuff. That's true. Don't forget your purpose. I guess that's the message, right? Amazing. Enrico, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up or touch on or anything exciting with the brand or news or anything? Well, we're very an exciting new launch, uh, which I can't disclose yet, but it's going to be in the anti-aging category in, this, in December. And we're expecting that to be our biggest launch ever. So really happy to and excited to put that in the marketplace and launch it. Fantastic. Well, we can't all wait to see what it is. So that will be amazing. I have no doubt. So at this point in the show, we ask you if you have any final thoughts on our discussion or to leave with our listeners that they can take home with them. I mean, you gave so many great tidbits already, but if there's any, any other final thoughts you have. Yeah, you can follow us at Peace of Skincare on Instagram or TikTok. And we're so exclusively at Sephora globally. And we're also at Sephora Cold and Boots uh, and Flannels in the UK. So come check us out in those locations. Fantastic. Actually, that leads me to one more question before we wrap up. As you're expanding into other markets, have there been any challenges coming along with that? 
Well, I think COVID brought its own challenges, you know, especially in, re- in the retail perspective. But this year we expanded in the UK, Sephora Middle East and our footprint with Sephora Australia and New Zealand. And we launched in, in Sephora, with Sephora Asia, Southeast Asia at the end of this year. There was a little bit slower on the retail perspective, like Australia kept shutting down all their doors due to COVID. Canada at the beginning of the year, had some similar issues. There has been some challenges, you know, with distribution and and timelines to get raw materials and like follow production timelines just because everything's so backed up. So I think, you know, it definitely brought its own challenges and it seems to be now getting better globally. So that's great. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on your global growth. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you so much, Enrico, for being here with us today. We really appreciate your time and sharing your story with us and making an impact in a market that was kind of the same for a really long time is incredible. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is great. You're welcome. Thank you to everyone for listening. Check back next week for another great guest. I'm April Franzino, and this is Beauty Is Your Business.